hey, hey, how's it going out there, everybody? Thanks for tuning in. You are now listening to the YFYI podcast, and I'm your host, Sonny D. Thanks for being here. Thanks for coming back. If you're a return listener, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. And if you're a new listener, Welcome, welcome to the YFYI Podcast. This is the place where you come to get your mind right, get your money right, get your learn on, so you can get your earn on in the business of beauty. Got a few things I want to share today, a couple of different highlights, some topics I want to discuss with you guys. If you're like me, you're out there each and every day, you know, thinking about this business that you're you know, building this this career path that you're walking down. Some days are easier than others. Some days you're you're thinking like you got it figured out. Other days you're thinking, what the hell am I doing? You're fi- you're feeling lost. You may not know what's around the corner. You may just be hoping to catch a break. You know, this is what this is what the reality is. You know, we're all navigating these landscapes together. I don't have it perfectly figured out, just like you probably don't have it perfectly figured out. But I'm learning, just like you're learning, each and every day, with every step, with every lesson, with every win, with every setback, no matter how big, how small. The biggest thing is a takeaway. You know, a takeaway from that day, a takeaway from that lesson. You know, so when I come on to the podcast, I like to share just things that I'm learning, things that are on top of mind when it comes to your first year in, whether you're first year in the beauty industry, whether it's your first year in salon ownership, whether it's your first year you finally are like, I'm getting my head out of my ass, I'm doing this for real. You know, I met some people, I've met people that, you know, 20 years in the game, they pick up one of my books, your first year in, and, you know, they're like, well, it's not my first year, but, you know, I haven't made it to where I want to get to yet. I haven't made it financially. I thought my business would be here and it's not yet. And I'm like, listen, welcome to the welcome to the 1.0 world. Welcome to the YFYI world. Welcome to the, the rolling with the D world. Wherever I meet them at and, and whatever, you know, kind of situation, whether it's through a podcast, they come in the salon, I'm teaching, I'm doing a training. You know, I bring people in and I say, listen, a lot of people are there. A lot of people haven't maybe made it yet. Here's a few ideas. These are some things that I've learned over the last, since I've been a salon owner going on, you know, nine years, pushing to 10 years, a stylist going on 14, pushing, you know, to 15 years. These are some of the things that I've learned. I'm, you know, junior to them. They've got more experience than I do, but I may have some experiences experiences that they don't, you know, and vice versa. So I'm learning from them. They're learning from me. You know, we're all in this thing together. You know, so this is a great place if you want to come get charged up, get some motivation, inspiration, get some education going on. That's what I like to do um, through the podcast, you know, through my social media. If you guys are following me on there, you know what the deal is. So speaking of social media, that's kind of where I wanted to go today. I wanted to talk a little bit about social media and what I've been up to lately. I've actually been studying. I went, you know, the, the cool thing when you're, when you're an, a lifelong learner. When you're passionate about education, <clears throat> you're passionate about learning, you know, you discover, you listen, you, you take notes. 
you're, you're just being aware of your surroundings at all times. If you show up to a meeting, you should have a notebook or have, you should be taking notes. You should be listening more than you're talking and absorbing things around you. Whether it be podcasts, audiobooks, whatever you're listening to, YouTube, whatever, you know, learning, 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 because there's always something interesting out there that you could learn that might you might be able to take a little bit away. I've never bought a book or you know uh, read a book that I haven't learned at least you know one thing. You know, and that one thing, you know, say I spent thirty dollars, forty dollars on a book, that one thing could be worth two thousand, three thousand, four thousand, a million dollars. It could be one idea. You know, so I'm constantly researching and looking. And so when it comes to the world of social media, if we strip it down and like, what is it? You know, it's an advertising tool. You know, it's a place where you go and you, if you're on Facebook, if you're on Instagram, if you're on LinkedIn, if you're on Snapchat, whatever one that you're on, it's a place where you go and you can broadcast a message via picture and or text Twitter, and you can get feedback. You can broadcast that message in written form. You can broadcast that message in video form. You can broadcast that message in audio form, and you can get feedback from the quote-unquote marketplace. Now, who is the marketplace? Well, your friends, depending on the platform you're on, your fans, your followers, Whoever is looking at what you're putting out there, that's the marketplace. And they give you feedback. And some of that feedback comes in the terms of likes or shares or comments or hearts or whatever it is, thumbs up. You know, and some of it, and when it comes to the business world, comes in the form of dollars, of cash money. You know, when you look at Facebook as a whole, I'm, I'm going to kind of focus on them as the juggernaut because they've got the most eyeballs, you know, two, two billion, I think was the last count. They're at like two billion, two billion. Think about that number right there. You know, two billion. That's you know, that's a quarter of the planet is on Facebook. So think about them, two billion people. You put a message out there, you get feedback. You know, maybe you have 150, you know, friends, maybe you have a Facebook page, you got 150 fans of your page, which might also be friends. So on average, you know, an average user, you put a message out, you get feedback from the market. Now, if you're trying to sell a product or a service, you know that feedback doesn't really change. It just depends on what your target and your goal is. But your feedback is, you know, it's not like if you put a product post out there, you're going to get likes. If you put a personal post out there, you're going to get likes. So the feedback is the feedback. Now, if you're asking for a sale, if you're trying to create, you know, some kind of revenue stream, here's a couple of things I want you to think about. When you're putting your post out there, what is your target? What is your goal? You know, are you trying to be informational? Are you trying to be inspirational? You know, are you trying to be educational? What are you trying to be? You know, so think about that. You can inspiration, could be education, could be motivation. You know, it could be information. One of the shuns. What are you trying to what are you trying to do? So have that clear because that's going to help you when you're thinking about like what the picture looks like. And it's also going to help you when you think about what the copy looks like.
So I was like, you know, how do you become like a really great advertiser? And then I went back to when I started cutting hair. And I started thinking about, you know, when I wanted to become like really great at cutting hair, what did I do? What did I do? I went back in time, right? Back to the future status, right? I went back in time and I'm like, well, who's the originator? Who's the game? You know, who wrote the, who wrote the rules to the game? And that led me on a journey back to, you know, all roads seem to lead back to Vidal Sassoon and even before him, there was a guy named uh, Raymond Besson. They called him Teasy Weezy. That led me all the way back to him, you know, like learning about haircutting the foundations, and then, fat, you know, kind of worked my way from there, you know, through history and forward. So I'm thinking, well, if I want to be a better advertiser, if I want to be able to put out better messages, if I want to be able to create better content on these advertising platforms they call that are called social media platforms, I need to go do the same thing. And that road led me back in time to a guy that I want to introduce you guys to today. His name is David Ogilvy and it's O G I L V Y David Ogilvy. Now, little little bio on David Ogilvy. You know, he became one of the most sought after wizards in advert in the advertising business through campaigns that featured you know the man with the eye patch for Hathaway shirts, Commander Whitehead for Schweppes, and the famous electric clock for Rolls Royce reveals. There's books out there. You know, on pretty much everything and everyone. And this definitely was, you know, is a guy that I didn't really know. I, was, I think I was like listening to a guy, another guy who started a, like a media company and started getting into talking about a guy named David Ogilvy. And he read this book and there I am listening, right? And so then I get into it. Now, 1963, Confessions of an Adver Advertising Man was published. And that's where David told the story of how Ogilvy and Mather came into existence and set forth the principles on which our early success had been based. What was then a little more than a creative boutique in New York has since become one of the four biggest advertising agencies in the world with 140 offices in 40 countries. And he says, he goes on to say, our principles seem to work. A couple other little tidbits on, on Ogilvy, from Ogilvy. Ogilvy says, I do not regard advertising as entertainment or an art form, but as a medium of information. So there's his shun, right? Information. When I write an advertisement, I don't want you to tell me that you find it creative. I want you to find it so interesting that you buy the product. Wow. Okay, and he goes on to say, when A. Shines spoke, they said, how well he speaks. What When... Demosthenes spoke, they said, let us march against Philip. So I think he's kind of going the little throwback to like the uh, mythological, you know, kind of Greek gods, sounds like, right? So he set up shop on Madison Avenue. So like he's like the original madman. If you guys ever watch Mad Men on, uh, Mad Men on, on Netflix, this is the dude. This is the guy. This is the guy. This is the guy. So you can find out. I mean, Ogilvy on Advertising is one of his books. The Confessions uh, book that I just talked about is another one of his books. And The Confessions of an Advertising Man. I mean, these are throwbacks. We're talking 60s, so why go that far back? Well, as I'm like looking at it, and I'm going to read you some of the, the contents, 
some of the chapter headings here as I was looking through this, I'm like, man, this stuff is still relevant. You know, this stuff is still relevant. He's, you know, he's talking about, if you think about how to make, like one of the, the chapters in here, how to make TV commercials that sell. Today, you can translate that into a one-minute Instagram video, into a three-minute Facebook video or IGTV video. You can translate that into today. You know, advertising, the secret success, and business, the business advertising, if you're going to, from a, your business, say you have a product or service you want to offer to another business, he covers business to business, talks about direct mail, he says it's his first love and secret weapon, you know, advertising for good causes, maybe there's like, you know, a, an organization or a cause or a charity that you're trying to support, there's research, he talks about a lot of different, you know, uh, changes, you know, and there's a chapter, I predict 13 changes, you know, and, and the first, the second chapter, how to produce advertising that sells, jobs in advertising, how to get them, how to run an advertising agency, how to get clients, you know, this is all coming out of this book, so that's what led me back, you know, all the way to 1960s and learning about this guy, and of course, you're going to, you know, one guy leads to another, and I want to go over a couple of his, like, most famous ones, like the Rolls-Royce one that I just talked about a second ago. You know, so that was like one of his iconic um, advertisements. So the Rolls-Royce, now just to give you an idea, at this point in time when this ad came out, the Rolls-Royce cost 13995 bucks. So we're talking like, this is back there, right? Here is the copy. So number one, right, you've got what makes up your ad, what makes up your post. You've got the image, Right? And if this is a hair post, it's got to be beautiful work. It's got to be a beautiful, you know, great lighting, really captures if it's the color, if it's the cut, if it's the model's face, if it's the makeup, if it's the burrito, if it's the chair, if it's the piece of clothing, whatever it is. Right? You want to capture a great image, have some great lighting. You know, cameras these days, I mean, an iPhone is, can kind of hold its own against almost any other camera that's out there. So it's fine to use that if that's what you're using or, you know, people upgrade, you get a DSLR, you get, you know, something a little bit, you know, more on that other end of the marketplace. If you want to throw down a few thousand dollars, you can do that too. But have, you got to have a great photo of your product. But it doesn't just stop with the photo because then you have the copy or whatever, the caption. Some people call it a caption. You know, the advertising term is called copy. Now... There's short form and long form, short form copy. If you're talking about like on Twitter, they upped their count. It used to be 140 characters, and now it's like 240 or 220 or something like that. Let me see if I can pull it up, what the actual uh, count is right now. Let's take a look. Let me go to my Twitter. Are you guys following me on Twitter? Shameless plug. Sunny DTS on Twitter. That's me. So let's see. So a tweet right now. How many characters do we get? It doesn't have the character count. Wow. All right, here we go. So the official, the new character count for Twitter. Just had a little pause for a second there. It's 280 characters. So the copy, right? Some people call it the caption. The advertising, like technical term for it is called the copy. The copy is important real estate. So you've got your great image, then your copy. Now, depending on you know how much 
you want to go into it. I mean, on Instagram right now, a lot of long-form content is working really great. So with an image, if you're following me on there, you'll see, you know, there's some posts that I'll have like, you know, like a paragraph or two or some bullet points and some copy. So I'll get into longer form, almost like a micro blog in a sense. But the copy is going to be critical. So on one of David Ogilvy's most famous advertisements was the one for the Rolls Royce. This is his one-liner of copyright under the picture. At 60 miles an hour, the loudest noise in this new Rolls-Royce comes from the electric clock. And that's it, in quotations. So thinking about that, like what kind of story does that tell? Like you're already thinking, man, this thing is like that quiet, that smooth. You know, and then he goes on to talk about you know, what makes Rolls-Royce the best car in the world, question mark, there is really no magic about it. It is merely patient attention to detail, says an eminent Rolls-Royce engineer. Then he's got a bunch of different bullets. He's got 13, you know, kind of points he goes through from the electric clock. The engine talks about the design, talks about the different features, steering, this, that, and the other. So then he goes into like the long form kind of advertisement. So when you think about the elements of your post, right? So you've got your picture, you've got your copy. Now on Facebook, you know, if it's tagging or on Instagram, if it's tagging, tagging people that you might be trying to get their attention. What's your end goal? Information, education, inspiration, motivation. You know, if you're tagging people or brands that you want to get their attention. You also have the ability to use hashtags. You know, so hashtags on every platform come into play. Hashtags basically curate topics by their title. So for example, if you hashtag popcorn, you look on you look up the hashtag popcorn on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, anybody who hashtags popcorn is going to curate all of those posts together and depending on the popularity, it might give you the top post or it might give you chronologically what the order of posts was. Now, when it comes to hashtags, I like to put, I mean, I've experimented with both, you know, algorithm, algorithms change. There's no problem experimenting, but not letting it take away, not letting it be the only thing in your copy for sure, not letting it take away from your copy by just putting it like right under your copy, maybe putting a few spaces. I personally like to put it in the comments. So once I post it, go back and comment on that picture, on that post, and in the comments, put the hashtags. I know like on Instagram, I think it's like 30 hashtags you can put. You know, think about things that are going to be relevant to the picture, but also think about things that may be geared towards your goal. So if you're trying to get attention for something, information in front of someone or something, education or, or tie your brand or image or your post to something, you may want to hashtag that. Looking up and finding out what are some of the most popular hashtags is always good, good practice. So you can know like what's going on, what are the most popular hash hashtags. You know, if you look at some of my posts, you'll kind of see what I'm, I've been doing. You know, I'll hashtag, you know, some like Insta good, um, hashtag your name always. Um, maybe Starbucks or popular brands that you know a lot of people look at. So think about what you could do with the hashtags as from a curation standpoint. So social media, you know, as a tool, it's something that you need to, should be, everyone should be really like leveraging. 
But looking at like some of these old school, you know, advertisers and what made them kind of reign supreme. You know, at the end of the day, if you want to, if you want to either sell a product or you're trying to get attention to your post, that's, that's your goal. Those are sales. So you may be looking at that like, if I can get attention for this post, that product, my post, my copy, then the sale is likes, shares, comments, then I need to be able to produce something. So I would recommend highly, like, go back, dig in the crates, you know, look up David Ogilvy, look up some of these ads. I'm going to share a couple more with you that were, like, iconic. And I'm sure you probably, you know, you'll get inspired. So there's the Volkswagen ad. So he has this big white space and then small on the top left is a little Volkswagen Beetle. This is when the, the bug came out, the Volkswagen bug. And underneath is just two words. It says, think small. And then the copy under that says, our little car isn't so much of a novelty anymore. A couple of dozen college kids don't try to squeeze inside it. The guy at the gas station doesn't ask where the gas goes. Nobody even stares at our shape. In fact, some people who drive our little fliver don't even think 32 miles to the gallon is going any great guns. Or, or using five pints of oil instead of five quarts. Or never needing antifreeze. Or racking up 40,000 miles on a set of tires. That's because once you get used to some of our economies, you don't even think about them anymore, except when you squeeze into a small parking spot or renew your small insurance or pay a small repair bill or trade in your old VW for a new one. Think it over. So that's a way to really kind of get inside the mind of the consumer. So when you think about positioning, right, if you're putting out your picture and you're, you know, you have to be clear and know what your goal is, how can you position that to get inside the mind of the person that might be reading that copy? Let's see. We'll do another one here. There's all kinds of, like, classics. I mean, and some of these, I mean, are still, like, ones that are being used today. I mean, look at Pepperidge Farm. I mean, they came out with the, the horse and the carriage. I mean, that's something that's still going on today. Um, let's see here. There's all kinds of really cool images. So this is one of those you got to, like, get the book so you can, like, kind of browse through and see some of the images. But copywriting, right? You know, think about, here's a couple other tips on when it comes to copywriting. Obsessive curiosity about products, people, and advertising. A sense of humor. A habit of hard work. The ability to write interesting prose for printed media and natural dialogue for television. The ability to think visually. Television commercials depend more on pictures than words. That's a big one, especially in our environment. Where we're posting pictures, you're posting, you got to think visually. The ambition to write Better campaigns than anyone has ever written before. And here's a little blurb here. Most good copywriter says William Maynard 
of the Bates Agency fall into two categories, poets and killers. Poets see an ad as an end, killers as a means to an end. If you are both killer and poet, you get rich. So that's a, that's a good way to think about it, killers and uh, poets. So as you're going out there writing copy, and you know I'm spending the time really talking about the copy because I think a lot of people mail it in. Like as I'm looking at a lot of Instagram posts, and some people put like I know that it's oh no caption needed because the picture is like telling the whole story, but still it's real estate. No caption may be needed, but you could still tell a story about it. And if you're wanting to get eyeballs, some people like to read. You know, some people will be drawn in. Some people may not get your whole story from looking at your picture. So what's wrong with throwing some copy in there? What's wrong with being a little visual with the words and using it to enhance your story? It's not going to take away because you have some awesome copy underneath your picture. It's not going to take away from your picture. I mean, don't think about like, oh, well, if I don't want to, I don't want to clutter it up because they're two separate parts. They're in essence, they're really what they are is they're two separate ads. Because if you think about your, the bottom underneath your picture is like one ad and then the visual part is really kind of like another ad. So you've got two opportunities to get your message out there. <clears throat> Here's a really cool one with a, just kind of a, an array, like all like lined up, you know, like a, almost like a checkerboard of lifesavers. And then underneath in bold print, it says, please do not lick this page. P.S. Get them in the handy roll everywhere. Still only five cents. It's got a little, wow, lifesavers. They used to be five cents for a little roll of lifesavers. I don't know how much those are now. I know they're not five cents anymore. But thinking about like when you see these images and then you read the copy, both of them are interesting and both of them can draw you in. And depending on, you know, who's looking at it and who's reading it, some people might have time to really consume, you know, that copy and, and internalize it and think about it and, and make them think. Or it may be that they just catch the image and the image stops them long enough to really consume it. But you want people to consume both. So as you're looking at creating your next, you know, two, three, four post, whether it be on Facebook, on Instagram, I really want to encourage you guys, spend a little more time on the copy, spend a little bit more time on the image, and see how the two of them can go together. You know, kind of think about the image, the lighting, having a great image. What's your goal, number one? Are you trying to provide information? Are you trying to provide inspiration? Trying to provide education? Are you trying to provide a motivation? What's your goal? Number two, use the real estate for the copy. How many characters do you have? Depends if you're on a certain platforms, you might be limited, you might not be. Try some longer form posts, see how they do. Uh, number three, hashtags in, in the comment section. Some that pertain and are relevant to your post. Some that might be more relevant to you getting in front of or the attention of someone or, or some other brand. Uh, number and the fourth thing, you know, just think about your tags. You know, who you might want to tag. And look into my dude, David Ogilvie. He's really changed my mind and um, like, you know, and, and, and just kind of how I think about 
you know, a different post and having an objective and being able to use all of the real estate. And sometimes, you know, it's less is more and sometimes more is more. You know, so those are some of the things. So check out David Ogilvie. And I know they have an Instagram page. Check out their Instagram page. You know, have some fun with it. Get your get your social media on. Um, hopefully you can take this information and take your post to another level. Uh, create some stickier content. You know, think about the platforms that you're working on. I know today I kind of was focusing more on like a Facebook kind of slash Instagram because that's where the most eyeballs are. I'm going to do some future podcasts and focus on some of the other platforms. You know, you do the language is a little different on some of the other platforms. Some of them you can kind of cross pollinate. Some of them you got to, yeah, you might have to be better off, you know, creating organic for that particular platform. But think about being on all of them because there's eyeballs. You know, no matter if some are here today and you think, oh, it might be gone tomorrow, test it out, play with it. It's costing you nothing to play except a little bit of time, maybe reading, maybe learning, getting some feedback, but you never know. So have fun with it, guys. Get out there. Make some things happen in your social media world. Uh, Thanks for listening to the YFYI podcast. Make sure you give us a follow, a little comment, a little like and share. If you're following on Instagram, at your first year in. If you're following me on Instagram, I'm at SunnyD1.0, 1.0. I'd love to get some feedback from this. Share this podcast with anybody that you know, one of your colleagues, friends, or family, somebody you think might be able to uh, benefit from listening to some of this information, you maybe want to give them, you know, share it with them and and somebody that's kind of like coming along or maybe you heard something in here that you think might be able to help someone else take their social media game to the next level. Any questions or comments you want to get a little bit deeper on this stuff, hit me up anytime, anywhere, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is, and uh, we'll talk more about it. But until next time, guys, thanks for listening to the YFYI podcast where you come to get your money right, get your get your mind right, get your learn on, so you can get your earn on. You know, this is where we do it. This is where we're hacking the bob, the business of beauty. So thanks for listening. And remember, the YFYI podcast is where you come to learn how to build your business right once, or else you will be doomed to have to build it again. Thanks for listening, guys, and I'll talk to you soon. On a gathering storm comes a tall, handsome man in a dusty black coat with a red right hand.